yeah Omnipotent, you in the presence of God If the lightning don't strike, you get struck by the rod My staff comforts me in the face of war It's all frauds, no faith, I'm abroad in space Think cosmic to acknowledge you lost in the dates Everlasting, basking in the state that time waits Overstand why I'm balanced and floored by the weight Holding grudges, it's a big budget to take y'all away Play on the future, you'll be missing today I'm the end to all things, my success in the theme The never-ending stories, revelation is me Niggas are paid to hate on you, but the love is for free I curse you with the reaper, your death's on me Further than the Hubble scope with no eye can see I stared into the abyss, it blinked at me Cause my night is blacker than they frequency Overjoyed, overnoyed, Stevie's listening Some niggas too blind to see they gifted in So it's streams, they start off visiting Facing nightmares for dreams that they living in It's all a trap, see what you dealing in But can you stand the rain, new additions yeah, in Yeah, they hate that I'm the greatest, greatest Detroit is different back in full effect. We are doing something that we always do. And I'm welcoming, you know, I always talk about like, I got my people, I got my people, I got my people. Before I was in this space of content creation, I was in the space of emceeing. Hip-hop, rap, that was my thing. And it's a lot of homies, like when people say like, who you look up to in rap? I look up to everybody. You know, I'm rocking the big thing here. But I cut my teeth and got a lot of my lessons about hitting stages, performing, um, doing a lot from many people connected to the Iron Fist Nation. Rest in peace, big proof. But uh, one of them definitely holding down the anchor is this man right here, Highland Park's finest, one of the uh, definite for show, foundation members of the Almighty Dreadnoughts. And also, you know, all around one of the most charismatic people you ever gonna meet. Super MC, how you feeling, my brother? Yo, yo, what's up, though, Kyrie? You all right, my G? Yes, sir, yes, sir. I, I remember you you hit me up like, hey, how I get on? I'm like, Soup, you can get on whenever you want to get on, man. Uh, yeah. It's Super MC. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, I was like, I'm sitting there like, yo, my man got a show. This is my guy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, hold on, wait a minute. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I don't, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I, I I mess with a lot of people in the game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I came up with a lot of people in the game. I get, you know, a lot of respect from people in the game. You know, I ain't no, I ain't no bully type dude. I ain't trying to fall on my people. <laughs> yo, you know, you I'm just like, yo, I see stuff. I'm yo, like, yo. It was like, come on. So, so me and Soup got like story stories for real. Like, oh, yeah. Soup was like one of my first like interviews that like taught me how to like put interviews together. Soup was like. Going out, being on TV, and just yeah, all real types of TV, stuff, bro. Like yeah, real yeah, TV. Yeah, I know. Like real TV, like for real, for real. Like um, Bernie Mac, Brandy. Um, I, I don't even know around. where to start, bro. I mean, um, you know, like shoot, man. You know, just just coming up in the game. You know, what I'm saying, be inspired by the music is what's gonna always, you know, mm -hmm. push me to do, you know, other things in in entertainment. You know what I'm yeah. saying, like. To me, I just, you know, I'm just, a, I'm an MC. You know what I'm saying? That's what I do. But being in entertainment, you know what I'm saying? I got other talents that just, you know, haven't just came to the full. Like, like you I know said, what I'm saying? Charismatic All that. as ever. And one of the best freestylers, like him, Khan, Mo Dirty, J-Kid, Hostile. Like, a lot of these dudes, like, you know, you, you would have to really be on your feet pushing you. Like, Nick Speed, like... Pushing you like freestyle cipher for hours, like just, yeah, I mean, bam, you got to be with it. I mean, Fast. because we, 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 you know, we, 
we found we found date ourselves, you know what I'm saying, on the culture. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So when you when you when you put yourself into what hip hop is, you know what I'm saying, you 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 come like that. If mm-hmm. you not if you not looking at this culture as a parody or some you know way to just make you famous or just some way to be on TikTok with a bunch of views or whatever whatever and you really you know stick your head into this culture and really look at what it is and then look at the people that came before you like I I start hip hop you know what I'm saying it was people that definitely came mm-hmm. before me in Detroit and as well as in yeah. the, the the broad stream of hip hop mm-hmm. so when you when you looking at you know what I'm saying? These people, it's just like you growing up as a kid, you looking at your parents, your aunties, your older cousins. If you got older brothers and older sisters, you looking at them and you looking for them to lead, you know, lead the way or or to influence you or to let you know what's popping or, you know, what the real is or what life is like. Right. Mm-hmm. So when you when you coming up in this hip hop game and you looking at these artists that are sound and quality and they coming like my thing is people know you know what you know what good is mm-hmm. you ain't got ain't nobody got to tell you what good is but what we've been in this in this culture and this in this um with the media and everything we let we starting to let you know the media and 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 the corporate situation tell us what it is when we're the creators of it you know what I'm saying? Like, if I fed you, if I fed you a brownie, right, right now, one brownie, one, not a whole house full of them, just one, and you told me you didn't like it, you don't like it. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? But if I fed you that brownie, you said, okay, I like it, one time. You know what I'm saying? You like it. That's what it is. But like, in this game coming up, seeing these these artists, you know, do their thing. And I get I get inspired by the artists with 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 lyricism, with vocabulary that's able to take words and bend them all over tracks in in ways that you didn't even think you could speak like that over well, that's, music. That's what you do best. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so to me, you know, taking hip hop as serious as I take it, you know what I'm saying? I couldn't do nothing else but that. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't. It wasn't a joke like people be taking rapping for a joke. Like it wasn't a. Mm-hmm. It's not a joke to me. It's not. It, to me, I'm as serious about hip hop as Willie Nelson is serious about country music. I would say, as a surgeon, that's a great yeah. surgeon yeah. is about their surgery. Yeah. So let's get into like classic Detroit is different. Yo, mm-hmm. peoples, what led your people to come to this area? What uh, Detroit? Yeah, man. Uh, well, you know my my you know if you go back, you know what I'm saying my peoples is from you know my grandma and them they from down south. You Where know at? What I'm saying uh, Alabama, Mississippi, and all of that. Okay, you know what, what you know what cities? Um, Newton, Mississippi. Newton, Mississippi. <laughs> Where is Newton, Mississippi? Ooh, I mean, somewhere out the out the. You know what okay. I'm saying? Okay. So you know, I you know, I guess in there, in in them coming up here, I guess you know the great you know Motor City mm-hmm. migration. You know mm-hmm. the the um the jobs the and jobs in the industry and all that. So, so was that uh, grandparents or great grands? Uh, that's grandparents. Okay, you know what I'm saying? So you know they they came up there. You know my my um my grandfather um. On on my father's side, on my father's side, he worked for the city of Highland Park. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. He was he was one of those guys that, you know, um, worked with his hands. You know what I'm saying? He was a plumber. You know what I'm saying? He could do a little electrician work. You know what I'm saying? Building work. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He was a hunter. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Uh, he um he was just a real uh, all around uh, man's man. You know what I'm saying? And my mother's 
my mother's um, father, he's the same type of guy, but different, different um, angling. You know, mm-hmm. like like my grand my my mother's father, he worked for the Second Heart Seminary right over here. Wow. You know what I'm saying? He was okay. my that my grandfather was more into like um the the struggle and the political side of mm-hmm. um you know black people. He was by him by him working at the um, Second Heart Seminary, he was basically the guy that stopped them from burning down the Second Heart Seminary during the riots. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And later on, he became uh, head of security over there. For, so, like, when the Pope would come into Detroit, he would be head of security for the Pope when he mm. come to the Second Heart Seminary. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, um, I came up I came up around that type of thing. My aunts and them that was on my grandmother and them side, like, uh, they were Muslim, and they, they like, you know, was around here with with Malcolm in them, so they were in the nation. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 Okay. So so all right. I, I definitely have so many more questions. See now you trying to get the building but, blocks but, of who yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. That's that's <laughs> what you're trying to get the building is. blocks of who I am. So like um so with those building blocks, let's let's go. Okay, uh, check it out. Let's mm-hmm. let's go this. Okay. My grandmother was a Baptist, right? Mm-hmm. I was bad as hell as a kid. I was bad as hell. You know what I'm saying? I got it honest. You know what I'm saying? My daddy was bad as hell. My, my, yeah. Yeah, I got it honest. Okay. Okay, my grandmother was a Baptist. My other grandma and them, I told you, they worked in Second Heart Seminary, so they was Catholic, right? Then my auntie and them, you know, they were Muslim, right? And and then I do have this question, as it's so funny. Like, in this marketing, you connect with other marketers. And one of the guys I know... Uh, White dude, cool company that he got. Cool. He has uh, this guy Don Hart. He he has a um, he has a contract working with Sacred Heart. Uh-huh. And I was like, man, y'all really need to capture the story of why they got Black Jesus out there. So I'm because it's the shrine of the Black. Madonna. I know, <laughs> and I know your that means that your granddad was probably there as yes. they were painting. Yeah, he probably was the one that pulled yeah. the priest to the side that yo. said, "Hey, we need to lead this as Black Jesus if you don't want this damn church to get Listen, burned down." Listen, yo, one one thousand. Yo, check it out. They know. I'm telling you, we got a. When my grandfather passed away in 07, they, you know, they held like his last retirement up there. We had, mm-hmm. you know, went up there and had dinner with them with all the cardinals mm-hmm. and the priests and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, my grandfather got, you know, a award from them, you know, for his years of service there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just like my, my, my other, my, my, my father's, my, my father's father was a soldier. You see what I'm saying? United States soldier. So you got all these, just think of all this, this, these type of energies. You know what I'm saying? And then both of them men didn't play. They was So let, let, let me put a pin in that for one second okay. to give more context for the people watching outside. So like everybody's familiar with what's labeled as a riot, but a lot of people label it as a rebellion in mm-hmm. 1967. Um, incidents were in across America, especially like... Um, here in Detroit, it was it was something huge. For sure. Now, right, like when I say this, meaning like blocks away from where the start of this happens, mm-hmm. is one of the hugest Catholic campuses. For sure. I can't even just call this a church; it's a for whole sure. campus for, sure. for Sacred Heart um, Seminary. Yeah. Seminary, and and on this, one of the first acts, uh, people painted Jesus black, right? So and Mary and Mary. <laughs> so it's like so people were like. What's going on with with Black Jesus, Black Mary, and and why will this exist? So the the church decided to say like how I'm familiar with the story because it's all in the hood footprint uh-huh. that we're gonna keep it that way, and it's always stood out as like wow, like the Black community looks at it like okay, you got the start of the shrine of Black, of black Madonna on Linwood, meaning right. like so you have like the start of what Afrocentric. 
uh, Christianity comes sure. from. I mean, and then you have you had like New Bethel Baptist Church and everything, uh -huh. C.L. Franklin and Aretha Franklin. Uh -huh. And then further up the road, you even have a more progressive thinking aligned with blackness, Catholic campus. For sure. That really, by painting black Jesus, that protected that church. Yeah, for sure. Along along with, you know, like my like like I say, my my grandparents, you know what I'm saying, it, it, they were they were they were with the struggle. They was with the hood. You know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. then and then you gotta understand that they also knew certain things like why would he why would he stand up to say don't burn this down mm -hmm. in a, in a time where black people was getting burning everything yeah down. getting oppressed and that all that type of thing the, right yeah. because he had to see something other than what was laid before us you get what i'm saying so i mean like i come from i come from a family of people standing up for for the rights of others not not just including themselves in the rights of all of us but for other people i i came from people that they gave their time and, and efforts to the city you know what i'm saying you know we, we we highland parkers we grew up in highland park so my grandfather worked for the city gave his time for the city you know what i'm saying so dealing with all those 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 facets of people and 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 just you know the streets and the the hood and, and and the goods and the bad, the thuggery and the, the intelligence, you know what I'm saying? This is this is the type of person you get, the type of person that I am. You know what I'm saying? That's why I don't that's why I am a person that is gonna always stand up for people, right? Mm -hmm. Even if I if even in some time of ways I might not stand up for myself. I stand up for for people though. But that's why a, a artist such as myself can deem himself the hood hero and everybody would be like, yo, yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because I am that I I, I I come from that and my mother made sure of that that I was one of those kids that would help the old lady take her her, her groceries in the house. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or to look out for the elderly or to look out for the kids. You know what I'm saying? The rest of the rest of us motherfuckers gotta get it. You you mm -hmm. able, you you gotta get it yourself. But for these kids and these elderly and people that are not able to do for themselves, you know, I was I'm I'm always partial to that. You know what I'm saying? Because of the people that I am. Even though I'm partial to getting in your ass if we if that's how we gotta be. But doesn't everybody have that? Mm -hmm. Doesn't everybody have that that show of humanity and that show of vengeance on the same in the same car, the same part of the same coin? Mm. You can meet the nicest people. Like I was watching this, you know, they be having those inspiration things on, you know, line and they mm -hmm. be talking on that inspiration shit. Like my man was talking about how some of the nicest people are some of the baddest people. Like, they nice as hell, but you really don't want to, you know, you really don't want to do something to get these people started. And I started to look at it, I was like, dang. Now that's a form of respect more so to me than somebody fearing somebody. It's just the fact that you respect who they are and respect the fact, that's like, that's like you being around a lion. Mm -hmm. And the lion is nuzzling up against you. Now slap that lion on his ass and watch you become food. Mm -hmm. You get you get what I'm saying? So the person that I am is just um, an artist with thought-provoking speech, with a thought-provoking mind. You know what I'm saying? That was raised by some soul-to-earth, hard people that that had real-life traumas that survived and been through it and, and, and able to still stand and walk amongst us today. And then, you know, by me being blessed with the talent to describe that and express that, you know what I'm saying, in a hip-hop way. 
and then me being who I am, I I would I would take I would take the strong approach to displaying what has been given to me. You know what I'm saying? So when you say the strong approach to what's been given to you, um, let's let's unpack a little bit more into just that journey too. Okay. So you you mentioned a little bit about your pops and yeah. some of your moms and yeah. your grandma yeah. um, and Highland Park. Mm -hmm. uh, so being your journey in Highland Park, because you've seen Highland Park take many. Yeah, I like, mean, it's, I'm I'm saying stuff to you without saying stuff. Yeah, to I know, you. but you've seen it. But I, yeah. I, you know, I'm still thinking of the third yeah, yeah, person yeah, viewer because yeah, yeah. I know yeah. this is my man. So like, so I'm taking y'all on this journey through right. soup. So like, so. Highland Park for you is the place that you know so much of your hip hop journey comes. Highland into Park place. is Highland Park is where I got my powers from. Mm -hmm. Highland Park is where I became who I became. Highland Park is where I draw my energy, love, and the lust to live from. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because and 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 the reason why like even with the whole superman shit right mm -hmm. like it's just it's nutcase right okay and and we talking about superman right yeah and superman superman is from another planet he yeah. falls down in the cornfield he gets picked up by the kids and they they live in the town called smallville right mm -hmm. later on superman develops his powers you know goes through school grows the hell up goes to a city called metropolis and becomes superman right i grew up in highland park I represent Detroit hip-hop. You get what I'm saying? That's just Superman right there. Highland Park is my smallville. Detroit is the metropolis. You get what I'm saying? And then we have the world. It's just so many things that is 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 catered to who I am in that in that in that looking. You get what I'm now, saying? Now with it, it's a it's your like when do you start like as far as like when do you start going into your journey of hip hop? Not necessarily. I'm not asking for like the dates and the year, but like, how long did it take for you to be like, okay, this is something I want to do, as opposed to just being a person that listens. I mean, okay, like, I could have been anything. Mm -hmm. Anybody can be anything if they put their mind to it, right? Yep. the The way I was, the way I was raised, and the way I was brought up. You know what I'm saying? I. I could have been branded this, or I could have been this if I chose to go that route. I danced down the lines of a bunch of sh you feel me? Mm -hmm. But to me, the lust for words and the lust for music and the lust to be this hip hop artist was just, it was it was untamed in me. Like, you know what I'm saying? I could have been, I could have been around here, I could have been that man on that man type shit. You get what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. But I had a bunch of, I had a bunch of people to look at. You know what I'm saying? I had a bunch of people to observe and how that situation affected them and their lives and the people that was connected to them. So I was like, you know what? Fuck that. You know what I'm saying? Fuck that. Mm -hmm. Even though, you know, it was calling me. It was calling me. So, it's right there. So but, who was the who was the artist that it was like, okay, this is what I want to do? Right, like, what was, you know? I mean, I can't, like, Rakim was the artist that made me want to be a Martian, you know what I'm okay. saying? Um, but we, you know, I grew up listening to Run DMC, you know what I'm saying? All of them, you know what I'm saying? Easy E, you know what I'm saying? NWA, Ice Cube, the whole, you know, the whole thing. Like, I was a connoisseur of this. But my thing is, I think 
as a kid, I always had the talent of words. Even if it wasn't rapping, I was singing something or putting words together or just, mm-hmm. you know, entertaining or being silly or something like that. I always had that entertainer spirit. So your first rhyme, did you write it? Did you freestyle? What was that? No, like? my first raps was freestyle. Like mm-hmm. my mother would, like, it was so crazy. My mother... My mother was real good friends with a Detroit singer, Sherelle. They used to sing with Alexander. Oh Lanier. man, yeah, yeah Saturday sure. Love. Saturday Love. That was, yeah, that's yeah. like my aunt. Like yo, okay. no, no doubt. Like for real. Mm-hmm. So like she would come over, she would come over, and they would, you know, they'd be hanging out, you know, saying doing nation, and they would come over to the house after they done left the club or whatever. Yeah. So my mom knew that I would be in the house. I would be in the house just rapping about any, just I'm talking about just freestyling uncontrolled. I'm like yo, what? Like will you shut the hell up? Like Jesus, mm-hmm. you know. So. She would invite them over, right? So she would be like, you know, that's Sherelle, that's Randy, that's such and such, that's such and such, and that's such and such, that's your auntie, and this, that, and the third. Mm-hmm. Make a rap all about all of them. And I would just go around the so room. So your mom used to challenge yeah, you in that freestyle yeah. competition. Yeah, type period. Yeah, period. She just would be fucking with them. Cause mm-hmm. she knew she, you know, Sherelle was Sherelle. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So look, my son, my son's sweet. And mm-hmm. rap was just, you know, getting to where it was, you know. So going. like the so like for people that don't know that's just part of black culture especially back in the day kids used to you know get called down for different entertainment. yeah, yeah you see you it in, in the beginning of uh eddie murphy's raw <laughs> where it's uh man who that kid the kid from bud from um from the cosby show is like doing like the skit as if he's eddie murphy yeah yeah because they call him down to do comedy yeah but you was doing freestyle we was doing you know she would she would she would have me you know Say this, say that, you know, because I used to do like voices too. I'd be talking like Robin Leach and Scarface. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, she'd be like, come here, come here. So similar to like what we would have yeah, with yeah. black culture. Right. So I would be mm-hmm. talking like Scarface, Robin Leach. So then she'd tell me, you know, rap, rap about all of them. So I would just be rapping about it. She got on Gucci shoes, you know, going down the whole mm-hmm. room. And they would be like, holy shit, like, did he write that? Like, they'd be like, no, how could he write that? He just was saying it. You know what I'm saying? So, um, like, it was like two major incidents that made me start to like take it more serious. Take, no, than like, like pin it, like actually yeah. start to pin it. Like my mom was on my my mom was like, you know, hey, I'm I'm with you, whatever you you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So um, Sherelle, it was one night I had did that. You know, Sherelle came over there a bunch of times. Her and my mom be hanging out, right? So she came over there. She was like, oh my god, you know, that was phenomenal. That was crazy. She was like, do you write them? I was like, no, nah, TTI don't write them. She was like, you need to start writing them. That was one incident, right? Mm-hmm. So it was like during. Um, Black History Month, right? I was probably in second grade or something like that. I used to go to John Marshall right over here. Mm-hmm. Um, what's that? Uh, off the fuck is that? Stay Fair, mm-hmm. John Marshall, right? I had a teacher named Miss Williams there, right? So, you know, I would be in back then. I was even in there rapping, you know, in school then. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, she was like, um, she was like, you know, Mr. Brown, mm-hmm. you know. Do you know your black history? You know, like that. So, you know, back in the day, you know, they would have in the classroom, they would have the pictures of the black history, our heroes all up around the room. So she wanna try to play me in front of the kids. That's what that was. You're not paying attention, but I'm you know, so I'm gonna try to play you. You feel me? So the kids already know <laughs> this guy is, you know, at lunchtime, he's going nuts rapping. He's just clowning. So they she was like, Well, since you back there humming and rapping, do you gotta rap about black history? Yo, I stood up and went around the whole room talking about Benjamin Banneker, Sojourner Truth, Malcolm X. They was in there like, holy shit. She was like, holy shit. You know, like, whoa. Boom. And this was just freestyle. Freestyle. You mm-hmm. can sit down, you know. So mm-hmm. I sat down, everybody laughing. <laughs> mm-hmm. We leave about the class. She was like, yo, come here. She was like, did you write that? 
I said, no, I didn't write it. I just made it up off the top of my head. She was like, oh my God, that was that was brilliant. You know, you need to you, you start need writing. To, you just start writing them. So then I was like, okay, let me start writing this down. Now. So you started even in a young age. Period. Thing. Period. So, okay, because it took a while for me to even know bar format and all of that stuff. Like, nah. when you started, what were you, did you even know song structure? I mean, like, I, I mean, knew. Especially that young. I knew, okay, like, I knew that at that young age, I knew it was a, it was a time where you was rapping. Mm -hmm. And then I knew it was a time where it was something repetitive to come in. A hook. Okay. A hook, right? And mm -hmm. then even, and then even then, you know, I had an auntie, my auntie, my auntie Tammy. Mm -hmm. We used to be in my grandma's room. This is on my this is on my um my mother's side. We used to be we used to be in, in my in my upstairs in the house, you know what I'm saying? And my auntie and them and my mother and them, they was all music heads. They all had the records, you know what I'm saying? All the records. And we'd be we'd be in the basement listening to records, but my auntie, her room would be upstairs. So we'd be up in her in her room listening to all the rap shit. So we'd be listening to, you know, Public Enemy. We'd be listening to. So the to aunt me. was like, your aunt, T she was like the cool aunt. That yeah, still yeah, had, yeah. Like the yeah, younger. Yeah, yeah. She was the youngest. She was the youngest of my yeah, aunt, of my you. mom and them. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So she would be playing the raps and stuff and all that. We'd be in there just clowning and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, you know, one of my, one of my, you know, all time greats is also LL Cool J. And what's so funny is, like, me and my cousins, when we used to be together, like my cousin Tony, Daryl, Daryl mm -hmm. and uh, Darrell and them, we used to be together, and they used to be Run DMC. They would just call them Run DMC, and mm -hmm. I was LL Cool J. So you know what I'm saying? It was just crazy. But my aunt would always have us up in the room rapping these songs and going over these songs. So from there, I, also, I always knew, like, I was like, it's the time where you rap, yeah. and then it's the time where a hook comes in or something mm -hmm. repetitive comes in or your little jingle or whatever. So that's when I started, like, really just getting into it, like, song structuring and stuff. But... Before then, you know, I would be writing, I'd be writing poems for for uh, for my dogs in school. They'd be, you know, they'd be like, "Yo, I need a, hey, I need you to write me a poem because I want to get, I want to impress this girl." Get, get so, it's the so, old girl, right? Yeah, yeah. So I would be, I'd be writing. So you'd be them, like for like, man, for like a dollar or two or some now. I was like, there was my dudes. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to get over on them. You know what I'm saying? These was my dudes, so it would be like, you know, hey man, write me a poem. So I would mm -hmm. just, I'd be like, okay, and I'll write them a poem and, and shit. Mm -hmm. They was getting the girls off the shit, so oh, the okay. shit was fire, bro. Okay. But, um, you know, from those those different be like this ain't your handwriting, Andre. No. Hey, right. <laughs> <laughs> this look like soup handwriting. Hey, you know. And I had to, I had horrible handwriting too. I, I wrote like a chicken with a broke leg, like straight up. Uh, but um, you know, things like that strengthened me, you know, and into um, you know, becoming a writer more. And then I just had like I don't know, I just was blessed with a creative ass mind. Like mm -hmm. my mind just, I just saw. I just saw ahead of shit, you know, I saw mm -hmm. ahead of shit. I saw, you know, kind of futuristic, if you will, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and stuff. So that's why I was able to, you know, like even, even in like, you know, like the songs that we created, you know, like when I was in middle school and shit, like I go back, I find some of these notebooks and I'd be like, yo, what the fuck was you on? Like, Yo, you was little as hell, but you was you was like, and even even now today, I find old records that I've recorded. Man, I be like, yo, I be trying to, what what was my mindset in constructed when, when I did these records? Because mm -hmm. this shit be phenomenal. I be I be like I be damn near sitting there looking at myself like, damn, little soup might would have got at you, soup. I be Hilarious. sitting there like, shit, I don't little know, soup. you know, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. But uh -huh. I, I just I just. I just wanted to know, like, 
like even when I would be writing them, you know, I would go to my mama all day long, like, yo, what's this word? Or give me a word. You know, she was my dictionary and thesaurus for, mm-hmm. for a minute until she was like, yo, will you go and just get a dictionary and the, I'm about to buy this shit for you. Bought me a dictionary and a thesaurus. And mm-hmm. I would be sitting in that motherfucker just reading that shit. Just reading that shit, reading that shit. So then I was like, oh. Oh. So, so when do you get to the studio? I get my first studio shit um, probably was like, I want to say like the sixth grade. Mm, so you started even there young. Yeah, yeah. We was how in the did studio. It, uh, how did it, how did that come about? You know, what was, what did you do? Well, um, we had a group, I had a group in sixth grade. But before then, I was, you know, rapping, you know, with with people or just, you know, just rapping in school or rapping. You were just known as a person that yeah, was an rap, MC. Right, yeah. yeah, for sure. So, um, me, me, I, me, my man's Cuddy Mac. You know Cuddy Mac. Mm-hmm. Okay, me, Cuddy Mac, and my guy Rama. Mm-hmm. We started a group when we was in middle school. It was called DOA. It was mm-hmm. called Death on Arrival. Mm-hmm. And um, my mom's was so. My mom, I had the coolest fucking my mom. Shout out to my mama, the coolest fucking lady on the fucking planet. I'm trying to tell you, I'm trying to tell you. My mama was like my manager before I had a manager. She was my momager. You know what I'm saying? Momager. Because <laughs> cause this lady was getting me in clubs that I I was too young to get in at all. Mm. Like, literally. But, see, though, this was a different time in hip-hop where, um, you know, it was it was based on the talent. It was based on, could you do this shit? You feel me? Because I remember one time we went to the Grand Quarters. I couldn't get in the Grand Quarters. My mama was like, yo... They was like, we drinking in here. He can't get in here. It's alcohol and shit, you know, this, that, and the third. My mom was like, he can outrap everybody in here. Mm-hmm. They was like, <laughs> this little kid, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so my mama was like, I ain't playing. Give him a chance. I I, I bet. Mm-hmm. One of the DJs, I forgot this guy's name. I wish I could think of this guy's name. The guy was like, oh, yeah, okay. Well, let me hear him. I mean, I went to going at the door. I went to going. They was like, holy shit. All freestyle. All freestyle. Mm-hmm. They like, what? Holy shit. Wait a minute. Oh yeah. He could come in and they was gonna put they, they put me on and, stage. Yeah, and let me let me say this too for people watching. Um for rap performances, I'm gonna stand on this and say it. Like, <laughs> unless you like are like unless you got like a mega hit that people are there to see, the best way to perform is to have rhymes that you can easily get in and out of freestyles with because it's something about freestyling where you can match the energy of the room and you can acknowledge it whereas if you're so caught in whatever you wrote it may not match the energy of what's going on because you may have like a nah see you know i mean one one thing with it with it Kyrie is what Mm-hmm. Well, and then we're going to get back to this. Story. Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. But look, yeah. the one thing with, with a freestyle, see, like, I like to go places in freestyle because, to me, a freestyle is the signature rap mm-hmm. for that event or for that night or for that. You getting a signature joint. Yeah. You getting some shit that I'm about to give y'all right now tonight for the audience. I didn't write it down. I didn't come prepared for it. I just came to give it to y'all. You know what I'm saying? Then I come and rock the fuck out of you on the show, too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, it's like, you know what I'm saying? I, like... 
what's so funny is as great as I freestyle, the 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 rhymes that I write is fucking phenomenal. Oh no, no, it, no it's it's man. it's amazing. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, just from knowing yeah, your yeah. catalog yeah. and being a performer myself, just yeah. so that people understand it. And then it's also in today's era, like any just verse without a song, they just label as a freestyle. A freestyle. But people that rap can tell if you're really freestyling no, or but that's not what, freestyling because hey, it's a timing. Like, you know the tone is of, that, like... That's Detroit, though. See, that's that's what people fail to realize about Detroit and Detroit hip-hop. Like, you know, a freestyle is, you know, a verse that necessarily doesn't go to a song. A freestyle is... You know, a verse that you just wrote that you thought you was going to put to something that it didn't fit. You know, it could be, um, you know, just something that's not related to the song, the Mm -hmm. songing. We'll just say that, right? Okay? But Detroit understanding of freestyle was we was off of the head. Yeah. Period. You didn't write. If you you got out and you was about to say, I'm about to kick a freestyle, you better be talking about homegirls, pink shoes you better say something about that flashing disco ball light or you better talk about how whack the dj was playing you better you better say something to make reference to make reference of the shit that's right now yes oh you can go off in your head all day long we gonna Mm -hmm. fuck with you oh oh he going Mm -hmm. but you gotta touch back to reality and let us know oh Kyrie got the biggie shirt on and it's yellow you know what i'm saying you get what i'm saying but see though that's a talent in itself to be mm-hmm. able to have. They used to call it the Nimsy Russell disease because mm-hmm. Nimsy, Nimsy Russell was, you know, he was the king of improv. Mm-hmm. And that's what they call freestyling is the imp- improvisation. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So y- you have to be quick with it. You have to know what you're talking about. You have to be, you know what I'm saying, bam, bam, bam. And it has to make sense. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because if somebody could be, you know, freestyling, they could be coming off the head and you'd be like, okay, that shit's not even it. Yeah. But, the way people like myself and others that has the ability to do it, you'll swear that was, you'll turn, later on, somebody, I mean, I done kick freestyles just going. Motherfuckers that came up to me like, yo, Soup, was that a rap? Did you did you write that? Like, nah, nigga, I, I don't mm-hmm. even know what half of the shit I just said. It just came out. Mm-hmm. But see, though, that's that's the thing in writing. Like, I, all I do, like, I write, okay, like, when you when you putting something together, you writing it, right? Mm-hmm. Right? You're you're writing what's coming out of you, right? Mm-hmm. Then it's on the page. Then you have to read that shit back to yourself. You have to, you know, re, you know, eat what you just threw up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then once you threw, once you eat what you just throw up, now you've mastered it. Yeah. And, and and then even the performance of it, and that's why like that's so unique to be in the sixth grade, starting in the studio. Yeah. Because I know my arc in music, it was like, okay, first you have to learn. I had to learn. First to to rap, then to write it, mm-hmm. then to even perform it, mm-hmm. then understand that like okay, the way that I got better as a performer was through real freestyling, yeah. Because that's the most interactive a performance ever got for me. When you when you writing, you freestyling. Yeah. Just think about that. When you yeah. sitting at your when you sitting at your desk and you got your pad in front of you, or you got you know your iPod iPad or your computer or whatever, you're freestyling right there. You're just capturing. The freestyle, you're just writing it down. And mm-hmm. then you're sitting there editing it. So it's basically like you're freestyling in slow motion. You know what I'm saying? You're editing it. No, nah, I don't want to say that. I'm going to say this. That's and, when and, you write it. But and, when you freestyling, mm-hmm. you got to make those edits in your head. And then sometimes on, it's on also... On seconds, seconds. 
And then there's other layers of like, now we going into deep rap nerdism, yeah. but this is dope. But like, it's other things like you hear a beat or even without a beat, it's like, I want to rhyme in different pockets because like I tell people, rap is percussive as well. Yeah. Meaning that a rapper is like a drum. So it's not like I'm gonna, it's, I'm not gonna just say the words. Like hence, if most of you all pulled out most raps, even your favorite raps, and mm -hmm. you read them, it's gonna sound off as hell. Because you're not rapping in the pattern that the rap is supposed to go, which the pattern itself can like almost open up as if it's like a present. It's, it's like you're gonna uh, gonna open up where the 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 whatever the the cleverness is, whatever yeah. the the whatever you catching. You know, I was listening to um I was listening to uh uh, uh the 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 Ghetto Boys Reloaded podcast earlier today. Uh -huh. So get Willie D and Scarface. So Scarface is a classic one. Like even the way he you know look into my eyes. Right. It's like the way like he pulls a word back. Yeah. And forth. Yeah. It makes you be like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, wow, yeah. this is but if you just read it straight, you won't get that because you're not you're not following that melody that he was on. Like what it was what's crazy is, okay, you got a beat, right? You got a you got a um um a whole track, right? Yes. It's filled with, you know, these different sounds Notes and, and all yeah, that. Yeah, these yeah. different sounds and, and things that make up this whole this mm -hmm. whole music thing that you about to jump on, right? But see though what makes an artist dope or what makes a, a, a person like me, you know, that'll 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 clown out on something like that is I don't just rap to the drums. No. I rap to the piano. I rap to the sample. I rap to that that you're not hearing in the background. You know what I'm saying? Like I or I rap to multiple facets of that track while just in a whole freestyle. Like I be I start off something on that. Then you hear this ding 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 ding. Then my rap would be like ding 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 ding. It's it's because like when we was when we was in the dungeon and and like Boogie and Slaughter and Flick, you know what I'm saying, alias all of them was making beats, like we started off rapping to nothing. We like like I'll sit there, Boogie be making beats all day, Flick would be making beats all day, they be making beats all day, right? I would be sitting in there and I would be rapping to the metronome for hours because they'd be sitting there getting, mm -hmm. they, getting the tracks together. Yeah. I so while they're making the beat, you're still in there like pop. Like I'm just, you're, I'm, you're rapping even before the beat is made. It be, I'm rapping to the metronome. The, I'm rapping mm -hmm. to that shit until they come with something else. Then they come with the drum pattern. Then I'm rap. Now I take. Now I stop rapping to the metronome. Now I'm rapping to the drum pattern. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now they playing that drum pattern for a long time until they come in with the sample or whatever else they add. Then I rap to that. Then they come with something else. Then I rap to that. Then they come with something else. I rap to that. Now the whole track is completed. Now I'm diving in every part of the track. You got different, as I call it. You got different styles and flows to go. Hence, like. When people always say, like, why, why do you like Jay-Z so much? And I think one of the best things about Jay-Z's artistry is the multitude of styles. And then sometimes people don't like it because it's like, oh, man, he took that style from here or that style from there. He's done so many interpretations of styles and swords you can pull out. And then also, like, it's, it's other MCs, like a Black Thought Super MC, it's like, that have multiple swords. And it's like, sometimes, you know, you feel that, you, you know, Grandmaster MCs are so good. It's just like they're in their own zone doing their own artistry, but you would be surprised of the way that some of you'd be surprised the way that 
you know, Soup would approach the same track that you yeah. heard somebody else approach and find whole new ways of rapping on something that you didn't think could be rapped on differently. Yeah, because it's like, you know, when you get when you get the music, you know what I'm saying, like, mm-hmm. you know, I get beats from people, people send me beats like, yo, let's do, let's do this, let's jump on this, let's jump on this. You know what I'm saying? Like, I listen, like, some tracks I just, I be like, hey, I jump on it, I don't even have a feeling about it. I just, you know, it's for our people, I'm gonna, I'm gonna knock it out. But, like, other tracks, I like to feel them because I like to feel the music within them. And it's like, everything, you ain't gonna feel everything. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But the beats that you hear me cut the fuck up on, I felt that shit. You know what I'm saying? Any beat that you you see an artist go ham on or, or made that hit off of, you can hear it in the music. Like when you hear the like when you hear the music, like how I like to pick beats from people that send me a beats, I pick the beat that if I play it, everybody in the room light up like a Christmas tree. You feel me? Oh my I want that one. <laughs> you know All what right. I'm saying? But like um Going back to um, you know, starting starting this shit, like me, me and Ramen Lou, we 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 formed DOA in high school, and then we we went to like we started um, fucking with this uh this guy by the name of Vito was my mom's guy, my mom's friend at the time, you know what I'm saying? Um, him and his wife basically um they were in the music, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So he basically started managing us, you know what I'm saying? And he got us to go um to a studio. Um, my man, my man's Jewel Solace. He's my friend on Facebook. I I had to find, I found him when we got on Facebook. I found him because you know Jewel Solace was like one of the first studios we went to. You know what I'm saying? The recording. He had the you know the 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 real the real and mm-hmm. the shit. You know what I'm saying and all that. And we we recorded like um recorded like we recorded like like an EP or something like a DOA EP. And then um um we was we was um. Vito had like we was doing shows at the Grand Quarters. We was doing shows like like citywide talent shows. We mm-hmm. in we in middle school doing citywide talent shows. You know what I'm saying? All all over it, all over the city. You know what I'm saying? And um um you know Jules, we was we was getting ready to put the records out, but then I think uh, something happened. You know with Vito, and then it was just like we was just back. You know doing doing us, but then he had came up with a um. He had a he had a deal for us where they had wanted like some hip hop acts to go over to Japan. We mm-hmm. young as hell. We in middle school, you know what I'm saying? They wanted to pay us, you know, like a, it was three of us in the group, so they wanted to pay us like a hundred thousand dollars for the whole group. My mom was like, uh, you know, well, how they are they gonna go to school over there? You know, this that mm-hmm. and the third. And they was just telling us basically like they was gonna pay us, and we had to, you know take care of ourselves over there. We kids, you know, she's like, yeah. man, they ain't gonna come back, they gonna come back broke as hell and owing y'all some money. Nah, we ain't about to do that, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, we just started doing more shows and just, you know, meeting up at my, at my G-Mama crib, coming up with with songs and songs and songs and songs. But it was like, you know, in those times, you know, we had to actually go to DJs, you know what I'm saying, and people that actually had the equipment it wasn't like you know like like today you know you could do the shit off your phone yeah. you know what i'm saying you could you could get online and get it's, app. A, it's a lot of access you know what I'm saying? it's a lot of so, access so now that that leads from that crew almighty dreadnoughts i don't think a lot of people know but like mm-hmm. at one point in time mm-hmm. um at one point in time like you had a couple different crews in and around like the city of Detroit, like when we think of what hip hop is. Mm-hmm. Almighty Dreadnoughts, as most people even know, the closest thing to Wu Tang Clan 
of this area is the Almighty Dreadnoughts. Yeah, yeah. People, people will always say that that we was we was like the Wu Tang Clan because of the uh, amount of members that that was in the Dreadnoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, how I got in the Dreadnoughts was. Um, we was DOA was together, but we had to change the name DOA because it was a group in uh, Atlanta that had had mm-hmm. the name. So you know, he was going back and forth with that. So Vito was like, "Y'all gotta, you know, we gotta change the name." So we went, we we changed the name from DOA to LOA, and LOA was language of adolescence because we was, you know, we was, mm-hmm. we was yeah. in high school. You know, we went from. You know, DOA was more like we was in Ford, Ford Elementary School in Highland Park. That was more the DOA thing, you know what I'm saying? But when we got to high school, we was LOA. But people really still was calling us DOA, so we was just mm-hmm. rolling with that too. But um, that's where, you know, um, like with that group, we had came up with alternate names. And the names that we that we came that we came up with was like riff, essence, alphabetical, and dialogue. And each of the the the, the letters in each one of those names spell read if you put them all together, mm. right? Read, uh, riff, essence, alphabetical, and dialogue, right? Mm-hmm. So, I before before people was really on that ABC shit in the rap and all that. I was doing that because my mm-hmm. rap name initially was Alphabetical the Super MC. So so for mm-hmm. ABC, so yeah. people know this is like a, a classic hip hop beef between um <laughs> between DMX. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And and, and what Papoose? No, 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 no. And what? um damn, my man that did my mom's K Solo and K Solo uh over Spellbound. Cause Spellbound yeah. Was one that if, yeah. you, if you go back and they was way that it, was way I mean yeah, that was, was older after, than me yeah yeah, yeah that, that was, was after me. but I'm just saying yeah but I'm like you know, we we but, was we know. was on that shit we mm-hmm. was on we was on that shit so um L O A got with um Cuddy Mac's brother in them group which was uh, Black Insanity it was uh, my dog Chris Midlory um Gary Samuel and Pernell Nash they was like you know the big brothers the big brother mm-hmm. so we all got with them. You know, O One was a DJ, and he and he made beats because he would he would be giving us you know break beats and stuff like that because Cuddy is his brother, you know what I'm saying? So we was already hooked in on that on that type of shit. So um, we got together, we we was we formed um, we formed our group uh, Confused Cynical, and we was going to the studio that we was going through was our guy Dave Taylor. So that's why we went. Uh, Dave Taylor had uh, 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 for that time he had the Advanced Studio. He had like mm-hmm. 38 tracks. Big ass board, you know what I'm saying? Mm. You come in there with all that shit, like yo. So we was we was you know we was doing that you know doing shows, talent shows, and all that type of shit. So about I want to say I want to say about eleven eleven my eleventh grade year or something like that. I had um I had Mr. Woods history class, Mr. Woods, and um it was a guy in the class. His name was Brad, right? Mm-hmm. And I I met Brad, you know. Brad was talking about how him and his brother group was just, you know, just this, that, and the third. Mm. But prior to that, the Confused Cynical had basically was going through different things. Cuddy was doing his thing. Ron was doing his thing. P. Naz was doing his thing. O was doing his thing. So me and me and me and Chris was like, you know, we gonna we gonna keep we gonna keep the shit going. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So we formed a group called the Outer Rim, and we went to his cousin. That made beats. His cousin was fucking with us and he was giving us beats for a project, for an outer realm project that me and Chris was about to do. Mm-hmm. So, get back in school. The guy Brad is like, yeah, my cousins and them, you know, they're my brother and them. We had served y'all this and that. We looking like, man, 
nigga, we the best thing smoking, bro. We the best thing smoking around these parts. You and your people will get ate up, like straight up. Mm -hmm. So he was telling us, he said, yeah, well, yeah, y'all gonna have to come down to the dungeon, you know what I'm saying, and watch the dread, and the dreadnoughts gonna get y'all. We like the dreadnoughts. Like, nigga, I don't go fuck about nothing. What? Mm -hmm. So we meet, we have a, a me and Chris, we, we, we met up later on. We kicking in this shit, you know what I'm saying? And I was like, yo, man, it's my fucking nigga. Some nigga talking about, you know, some group. They, they, they group can, can get with us and shit. I was like, yo, we gonna go, we gonna go battle them niggas, you know what I'm saying? We gonna go serve their ass. They talk about some place called the dungeon. He was like, the dungeon? I was like, yeah. He was like, um, that's the place where we went to see my cousin that got those beats from. That's what the, he they called this the studio, studio. The dungeon. Hmm. I said, what? He was like, well, what was the guy named that was talking? I was like, yo, his name Brad, Brad Peoples. He was like, Brad Peoples, that's my cousin. That's Hilarious. Bo <laughs> that's Boogie's brother. Uh, <laughs> so you just never made the connection. Listen, I, when I we, when we would go over there and see Boogie mm -hmm. to get the beats from Boogie, we wouldn't see nobody. You wouldn't see nobody else. else. It was just- I got you. Because we was coming over there like late night and shit. Yeah. We was coming there late night and shit, had sessions with him, mm -hmm. smoke out, you know. He'd get us some beats, we sit there, write some joints and shit, you know, whatever. So mm -hmm. then- I told Chris, I'm like, the dread. He was like, the dreadnought. I'm like, the dreadnoughts. He's like, nigga, that's boogie them group. Blah. I'm like, oh mm -hmm. shit. Like, I ain't even know. Yeah. So we went down there, you know what I'm saying? And and then, you know, met Slaughter and um uh, trauma, you know what I'm saying, and guilty and shit. We was all down there. Niggas was kicking raps, we was kicking raps. So, you know, they was fucking with us. They was like, oh, them niggas sweet, you know what I'm saying? Whatever, all right. whatever. And, and let me put a pin in this too. So Similar to the movie Breaking, if you've seen it, and no, that was break dancing, not hip hopping. But that's how that's how a lot of groups started. You know, like yeah. you, you would start from people be like, "This the best rapper in my hood," and then they be like, "That's the best rapper from my hood," and then you have to battle that rapper, and then some respect would be like, if they was good, respect would be shared, and then be like, "Let's work together," and the next thing you know, groups would be formed, or, or as we know, rap clicks, meaning like a group of rappers that kind of work together. Yeah. You work like the same way comedians sometimes yeah. sit in a room and write yeah. jokes together. Rappers sit around with other rappers and be like, hey, what you think of this? What you oh, think no, of this we, What you like, think of this? Hey, what what, what, what people know? fail to realize about the Dreadnoughts, we battled each other every day. Like, we battled each other every day. Like, literally. we Listen to this. We battled each other every day. Listen, I'm trying to tell you, Kyrie. I'm trying to tell you. So we, it was like Michael Jordan in practice. It was, yo, it was like a, a basement full of Michael Jordans in practice. Because I'm telling you, it, man, it was no hose bar in that basement. But it was like you couldn't. You 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 couldn't just be a dreadnought. Dreadnoughts to be a dreadnought, it wasn't like, oh, we like you, you cool. Come mm -hmm. on and be a dreadnought. It was none of that shit. You had mm -hmm. to battle to get into the dreadnoughts. You mm -hmm. had to battle a nigga that was either on par with your skill level, or if niggas thought you was that that bad or you you might have been kind of nice, you would get put through a gauntlet. Cause we gonna see if nigga if you that nice. Cause some niggas act some niggas would come in that basement and act like they was nice, and we'd be like, okay. Such and such, get them, and somebody get on their head and kill them. You know what I'm saying? And destroy them. Mm. It was it was just that. It was you know. Mm. So, um, you know, Chris was like, "Yeah, that's my cousin and them." This, that, and the third. So we go over there, meet a couple, meet me, slaughtering them, and I met guilty and shit. I was like, "Wait a minute, nigga, I heard of you. Fuck, I heard of you." Mm. He was like, "Yeah, yeah." He was like, "Okay." I said, "Man, you was at the Grand Quarters, wasn't you?" I said he was at the grand quarters in the basement. I mean, I, I mean, in the bathroom. 
Cause like if you if you ever been to the Grand Quarters, like a lot of times the music would be playing in the Grand Quarters, and Grand Quarters was big. But a lot of times the rappers would go into the into the bathroom and there'd be battles and shit in there. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Cause the music could be banging out loud. You mm-hmm. just be in the bathroom. You could hear that shit. And he's going in. So I remember the night. It was one one of those nights. My mom's got me up in there. You know what I'm saying? And um, you know everybody went to the bathroom and started battling the shit. And it was like you know motherfuckers pack motherfuckers in there. And all I remember was. Guilty was in there. Because he was mm-hmm. like, man, this nigga guilty. And I remember hearing him, but we it was so many motherfuckers, we couldn't get in there or whatever. And guilty was in there serving niggas, like, pff, mm-hmm. crazy. So, um, you know, I was like, yo, nigga. He's like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I was in there. That was me. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, okay. Because, like, at the time, like, when I think of clicks, you know, because being here, and that's still, like, close in the footprint. So mm-hmm. you had, like, the Dreadnoughts there, like when I think of like what what was holding down like that side HP and yeah, then yeah. some of them. I mean, you had you had you had us in the Omen. Yeah, and, and then you had the Omen, but you also had like over here on my street. Even though these was like some different dudes, Rock Bottom and what Herkin them was yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah, but you got to understand, Rod Day, Rod Day, and Billy Bathgate them was in the Omen before they was in the Rock Bottom. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We. Like, like the Omen and the Dreadnoughts formed a, um, we had this thing called MASH, Michigan Artists Around the Highland Park, mm. right? So it was like a, like a kind of like, you know, if niggas already looked at the Dreadnoughts as the Wu-Tang with us teaming up with the Omen, we was we was Highland Park official, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was, at that point in time, it was like, it was the Dreadnoughts, the Omen. I mean, mm-hmm. before us, I mean, when you talk about Highland Park hip-hop and the history, you got to go back to like P-Groove, you got to talk about A.J. McGee, you know, mm-hmm. you, you know, Food Stamp Boys, you know what I'm saying, uh, Patrick and, and Ill and them, Illy Ill, you know, it's 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 people that, that was doing the shit before, it's the Untouchables and shit, you know, when they had the pluggers show up there and all that, but mm-hmm. um, when it came to like, you know, being the official first people to, to like, you know, be out on record, you know what I'm saying, running around here screaming Highland Park. We some we them dudes. You know what yeah, I'm saying? We was. them dudes. We them was. dudes. We was fighting niggas about Highland Park. We was going to open mics, fight like a lot of the times when the Dreadnought showed up to shows and shit and we was in there and they would see us them them skull and crossbones. We was wearing skull and crossbones and niggas niggas was scared of that shit. They, that that bone and, and horrifying shit. That shit wasn't even in niggas. Was not feeling that shit. Niggas like you. You'll see people walking around with the skull on they shit back then. Man, we was wearing that shit. They was like, man, hell, what the fuck, y'all devil worshiper? What is the Almighty Dreadnoughts? But they didn't understand what the name meant. Almighty Dreadnoughts. Almighty is God. Dread means to fear. Naught is not. The Almighty fears not. God fears no motherfucker. That's you know what I'm saying that's the Almighty Dreadnoughts. But then what people fail to realize about the Almighty Dreadnoughts is damn near all of us was God body. Mm. Now it goes back to what I told you. You asked me a little building blocks yeah. about myself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, all of us, all of us had knowledge itself. You know what mm. I'm saying? As as well as you know our own knowledge of 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 religion and understanding of life. And then you got all these people in this in this hub exchanging knowledge. We used to have. Man, that basement was the quintessential essence of of of, of hip hop because we had like Slum Village used to come over there, Proof used to be over there, like all a lot of the the, the major rap people that y'all you know people that uphold and they don't they done been through that and fuck with us. You know what I'm saying? So so let me let me ask this as we as we getting closer to mm-hmm. to an end and everything, we definitely got to drive down and you mentioned them Proof too, Proof. You know, so so like when I think of um, and I'm gonna say this, like you know, it, 
best freestyler I've ever seen on my in my Proof life. Proof is the best like, freestyler he, ever. He he Flat was out. he Flat was out. Proof is amazing. The God. Proof is the guy that amazing. Shit. And then even like the 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 styles and everything. What connects you with Proof and and how hey, did the Iron Fist thing come together for you? Hey, okay, this is crazy. I met Proof when I was 14 years old. I met Proof at the Grand Quarters. He was freestyling in the bathroom. I told you, my mom used mm -hmm. to get me in this fucking club. I was not supposed to be in this shit, okay? I come in, the, they in the bathroom and shit. This is when Proof had the big-ass dreadlocks. I'm like, God, what the fuck? This mm -hmm. nigga got big-ass dreadlocks. Had a Maurice Malone hoodie, and he had on Maurice Malone pants. This, 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 the one he had them joints saggy and shit. Mm -hmm. And he was in the fucking bathroom snapping his fingers. Boom, freestyling like that. At this point in time in life, period, I thought I was the only nigga that could freestyle. I swear to God, because mm. nobody else around me when I at that age was even close. Close, no, yeah. nigga, not at all. Mm. Like serious, man. I heard this nigga, me and him, we was in the bathroom going round and round. You know, they had the little cyphers, niggas mm. saying they raps. So nigga saying the rap, nigga saying the rap. Me and Proof freestyling. We go all the way around and around and around. Niggas is running out, out of raps. And it's just me and this nigga still going because we going off the head. Mm -hmm. And then he looked at me. I, look, I looked at him like, yo. And he looked at me like, yo, nigga, like a freestyler rep recognizes yeah, you, you another. Really doing it. Yeah, you really doing you it. Ain't, you ain't coming with you ain't, you know, Yeah, say. you ain't playing. Yeah. So I met him there and shit. Boom. So after that, I would see him out. Ha, nigga. Ha. So I started fucking with him and shit. He started fucking with me. You know, we was kicking it. Came, became real good friends and shit. He used to come in the hood and fuck with me. Come to my mama house. Come to my grandma house. I remember the first time Proof rock, walked in my grandma house. She was like, oh my God, who is this Rastafarian? Man, we bust out laughing, man, cracking That's up. hilarious. Hilarious. I'm going to tell you the first time I went to his. <laughs> I, first time I went to his grandma house, you got met with the biggest pit bull ever that was very well trained. <laughs> oh yeah, you can't. Very, yeah, that's very what well trained. Because like it went from it went from hey, right? Yeah. So then he that's, was like, hey, no, that's what I, my. I think he just was like, that's what my granddaddy. You talk like, about all. Oh, you talk about you came to the hood, at the, the crib at HP. Yeah, man. Hey, and the dog went from like <laughs> that dog was about to pounce on my ass hey, to like that. like two finger snaps, and the dog was like, I've never seen a dog that will. Hey, yeah, grand, granddad, granddad <laughs> had that dog. Granddad had that dog in check. Granddad had that dog in check, Kyrie. He did. Oh, man, you just brought back some that shit dog, in my head. I was like, oh, shit. You know? <laughs> and, um, you know, just just like, um, you know, he was he was a real good friend to me. Like, he was mm -hmm. somebody that, that at first I, I would see out, and he would always up me on the game. He would he would always up me on the game. I'm talking about he would pull me to the side like, hey, man, such, 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 such. And I'd be like, okay. And then I and I used to be used to be tripping me out because of who he was to other people. Mm -hmm. and I'm like, damn, this nigga just this nigga showing me all kind of crazy love, always upping me on shit. I'm talking about the whole nine. Like when you see Super MC get in the the, the source battles or the Blaze battles, and I was in a bunch of them motherfuckers. It was you because was. it was, was because of Proof. Wow. Like Proof would be on the phone with them niggas. Like, yo, oh uh, y'all y'all want y'all want the niggas gonna coke kick. Kick ass, Super MC, Super MC, Super MC. How I got on the um the Moesha show and the Parker show. Proof got me in the Blaze battle out in LA. All right. Mm -hmm. I go out to LA, just so happened my dog Tone works on the set at the Moesha show. Mm -hmm. He's the art, he's an art, he's part of the art art department. Okay, bet. I go do the battle at the House of Blues, right? Go do the battle at the House of Blues. Of course they played me because back in them days. Detroit wasn't winning shit in no other mm -hmm. state. They was not allowing you to. 
I mean, mm-hmm. the politics was not a lot. Oh, you from Detroit? You from here? You from here? Oh, no, you're not winning in New York. Are you from such and such, such and such, and you come to L.A. battle? You're not winning none it, of that it's shit. A, it's a series of things it's that a, happened yeah, yeah. to um, lead up to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy. Gonna, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so, um, you know, he would, he he was always, you know what I'm saying, um, upping me or, or, or putting me in, in positions to do something great with the talent that I had. And then, you know, and, um, like when he signed a D12, like this is so crazy. I saw proof at um, the Pizza Hut in Holler Park. You remember Pizza Hut? Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, next to the Blockbuster. Next to the Blockbuster, right. Mm-hmm. So I run into him. I'm like, yo, nigga, what's up? He like, nigga. I'm like, nigga, y'all niggas out here. He like, yo, come hang with me, suit, real quick. We got some pizza and shit. Went over Mark Hicks' house. Mark Hicks used to stay on Gerald in them apartments. Mm. Went over there, sat with him in Bazaar. They was getting ready to get this shit together. So proof is like, look, nigga, you know, when I after I take care of this big shit, you know what I'm saying? You know I got you, suit. You know I got you. Next thing you know, boom, D12 and them is everywhere. I'm like, holy shit. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I already knew this shit was popping when M got signed. It was just like, we was just like, yo. And how it just, you know, went, how it just took off. So, you know, I was going out while, like, while, while Proof and detail, D12 was doing, like, tours and shit. They'd be out in Cali a lot. I was going back to Cali, back and forth home to Cali because I was on the Parker show and the Moesha show. So I'd be out there hanging with them niggas mm-hmm. and all the celebrities, man. I'm, that's why I know so many motherfuckers, man, like, to this day. Yeah. Niggas see me, oh, suit, what up? Yeah. You know, so I would be going out there and Proof was like, nigga, you know, he already knew I was out there for that battle that time. But then I would, I would see them out there. I was in the Purple Pills video. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We out there like a motherfucker. So proofing them, you know, Conniver and uh, Swift and them, like, damn, so we, every time we out, this bitch, we see you out. I'm like, yeah, nigga, I'm working at Gower Studio, nigga, on the show. Mm-hmm. they like, oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? So Proof saw, you know, me as a, a, a you know, a Detroit hip-hop artist, a, you know, you know, one of his young brothers, you know, because also me and Proof would get on stage together and clock out. We would do this thing called God and Jesus because he was the freestyle guy and I was the Jesus of it. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So we would we would clown together. So it wasn't like, you know, I didn't he didn't put me on shows or or look out for me in, in no kind of way. You know what I'm saying? That was my guy. He did he did it all. You know what I'm saying? So he was he was just seeing me in another light of how I was trying to get out of Detroit and how to and how I was trying to like really get into this game into this industry and it wasn't like I, I needed a manager or somebody or or anybody or anybody to point me in that direction because shit I'm out here you mm-hmm. get what I'm saying so he was looking at that like man you you busting your ass man I see you you know what I'm saying I see you so you gotta look I'm out there boom 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 running to them hanging out with them boom 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 I'm out in New York running into them hanging out with them for proof like nigga you trying to get it I see you. You know what I'm saying? So the Eight Mile movie come, boom. All right, I'm in the Eight Mile movie, the, the extra DVD footage. You know, battling Eminem. Me, if you if you was there on the set, you would have saw me and Proof was together the whole time. Proof, mm-hmm. me and Proof was standing on the stage before me and M. They 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 shot the scene before mm-hmm. me and M started rapping. Proof was sitting there on the side, like, what you what you about to say? What mm-hmm. you about to do? I was like, I was like, I got this rap. I was like, but. I ain't gonna even say the rap. I said I'm just about to go at him, at him. You know what I'm saying? Because I I know stuff about the movie and shit. Right? You know what, mm-hmm. I'm, you know what I'm saying? So of course that was a good look. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Eminem, Shady Records, Big Proof, the whole nine. So after that, that's when Proof signed me to to Iron Fist, which was in '03, mm-hmm. right? But I had other obligations with the Dreadnoughts. You know what I'm saying? So Hex was like, look, Proof, hold off on the contract with Soup. You know what I'm saying? Because Guilty was in a situation with the nine and Dilla, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So it was just like um, Hex was like, we need all hands on deck for this Dreadnought project, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. after that, after we handled that, those respects, you know what I'm saying? 
guilty with when he get, I went with proof. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So, you know, and that's the story. And that's the story. Wow, man, so deep. And mm. this was this was dope. Yo, hold oh. on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait a minute. I got I gotta say this. What up? Okay, um, before D12 had went on the Up and Smoke tour. Okay, mm-hmm. proof is like, look, he's like, I, I done heard an Almighty Dreadnought record on, on, on the radio. He's like, I ain't never heard a Super MC record on the radio. He said, this is your task that you did, that I'm leaving you with before I go on tour. I said, oh shit, here this nigga go. You know, mm-hmm. so this nigga, I'm like, what is this nigga gonna have me find the the lost city of Atlantis and the light bulb mm-hmm. under Captain Nemo's you know <laughs> hat or somewhere? Like, what the fuck is this nigga about to do? Hilarious. You know what I'm saying? So he was like, um, he said, well, look. You got until I get off this tour to have a record on the radio. You know what I'm saying? That's it. I said, oh, shit. So he left. That whole summer, man, I was, we was performing. I was performing at damn, I'm, I was everywhere, at every fucking show, mm-hmm. every damn open mic. Man, I was talking to the radio personalities, DDT and all them. Um, back in the day, you know, Mark the Spark and all them, Sugar Ray and all them, and, and all of them. You know what I'm saying? All of them is very instrumental in my career as well because they kept me on 105.9 like a motherfucker. I was we was doing the the, the Friday night ciphers with Sugar Ray and them, mm-hmm. but then Mark Mark V Man and, and um uh, Mark and V Man and them they would have me you know doing um um because Mark the Spark had a show, so mm-hmm. I would do the opening for the for the Mark the Spark show and for the V Man show. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I was on radio like a motherfucker, right? Mm-hmm. So proof is like, look, nigga. I need, I need you to, you know, you gotta have this record. So, man, I went and talked to DDT and them. I'm like, yo, man, I gotta get them. I gotta, you know, they like, nigga, you gotta come with some shit. So you gotta, you know, boom. So, of course, being an artist, you run back to the studio. You go back to the lab without a mic to grab. So then I had all the right. Right, so boom. Now I'm in there, boom, 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 recording. And I think um, the joints that I got done, shout out to motherfucking Quest McCody, because mm-hmm. I recorded the joints that I that I got put on the radio at Quest Nim Studio. I, I, I believe so. I hope my mind ain't playing tricks on me. But anyway, um, so I got the joints to DDT and them, and I was I was just promoting like nigga, you know, mm-hmm. my record gonna be on ninety eight. You know, what I'm saying. So they got it, you know, they got it, handed it to a couple people, couple people sat with it for a minute. The next thing you know, that shit was on. What's next on the menu, right? Mm-hmm. At this point in time. Proof is getting off of the Upper Smoke Tour. Mm-hmm. They in L.A. He gets on a plane, four hours in the air, lands in Detroit. I think Wifey and them came and picked him up in the truck. He gets in the, in the truck. They pull off from the airport, turns on the radio, 98 WJOB, what's next on the menu, and your boy is playing. That's what's up. Serendipity. You know, he left. He after that, I'm walking up the street at the crib because we stayed on Cortland. Then we stayed on Cortland. Mm-hmm. I'm coming back from the store. I went and got forty in the blunt. You know what I'm saying? I'm just I'm kind of pissed right now, mm-hmm. right? So I'm coming back from the store. They like soup, nigga. They playing your record on on fucking on the radio. I'm like, oh shit. You know what I'm saying? We trying listening to this nigga mm-hmm. radio. His radio fucked up. I'm trying. <laughs> I, I'm like, nigga, I gotta run to the crib. I'm trying to run to the crib. Niggas like, oh yeah, they playing your shit. I'm like, why ain't y'all niggas? Niggas turning up in the car, but nigga mm-hmm. driving past me like, soup. Mm-hmm. They playing you. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what? <laughs> Pull over so we can hear it. Like, <laughs> where you going? <laughs> the fuck? Oh shit! So That's I'm funny. I'm running to the crib. I'm like, yo, man, cut the fucking, yo, cut radio this, on. cut the fucking radio on. You know what I'm saying? She go fuck with it. Radio is bullshit. 
I'm mm. like, oh shit. So fuck it. Roll my blunt on roll my blunt. Light that bitch up. Big ass truck pull up on me. Vroom. Proof jump out. What's up, nigga? Mm-hmm. Yo, P. Guess what? I'm like, what? I just heard you on the radio. It's the mm. fuck I'm talking about. Get in the car. Mm, that's dope. <laughs> Get in the car. That's dope. Yo, yo, roll with that nigga. You know what I'm saying? And you know that Iron Fist shit is is it, that's what it was. I got signed. I got signed in '05. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And um, you know it, it was it, shit been shit been rolling. Shit been rolling in. He put out my first mixtape by any means necessary. Mm-hmm. That's why I love that mixtape because. I always wanted to work with Proof. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was dope. I mean, I I, I definitely, and I'm bringing you back because there's so much more yeah, to the story. Yeah, so much. I mean, but um, but yeah, man, Soup Soup's my guy. Oh, for sure. Um, classic Detroit is different questions before we end. Oh, very very first car year making model. What year you get it? What my car? Mm-hmm. First car if I want. The first car I drove. First car you got. Yo, first car. Oh shit! Hold on, hell no. My first fucking car. Was a Pontiac 2000 that um like I couldn't even drive when when you got the car couldn't even drive it but like one of my like my my dad got the car mm-hmm. before I I wasn't even old enough to drive he got the car okay. he got the car and put it in my name was driving the car around get tickets <laughs> hilarious so it's like you got your first car you you was the first person to drive like, whoop, like no. damn <laughs> I know my, my my grandma would be like you got a ticket. You gotta, <laughs> yeah. How you got a ticket and you ain't even driving? <laughs> now that is that may be the most interesting first car story yeah. ever. Hey yo, it was, it was crazy. But um, um, before we go, man, you know, um, um, you know, a couple years, you know, a couple years ago, I was in an accident, bad car accident. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Almost took my life. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm just like, you don't even know how it, it feels to go through something like that. And um, to be here today, laughing and joking with you, and then to wow. have an album on the way getting ready to come out. Um my man Ron Kelly, he had told me this when I, I you know, I thought I healed up a little better and I was able to get out and walk around and, and, and start to do stuff and shit. And um Ron Kelly was like he was like, yo man, soup, you do not know how blessed you is. I was like, yeah, kinda I do. Like I was fucked up. He was like, no, nah, you you really don't, bro. He was like, you really don't. He was like, man, I could take you to the ward, the ward at the hospital that I work at, and I could show you people that went through similar stuff like you that are not mm. coherent, that are not walking, that are not talking. They got breathing machines that's, that's allowing them to breathe, that's keeping them here, you know. And and then the ultimate thing with some of those people is they're not here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I went through so much stuff, you know. With that, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I had a tore carotid artery, you know, bust up head, you know, memory loss, all type of shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, I had tore carotid artery. I was bleeding on the inside. You know what I'm saying? And um, the one thing that is 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 has made me look at life and, and things in, in general is that, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Scarface said, you only get a... A minute to pray and and a second to die, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Every minute, every minute, like he said, a minute to pray. So you got a while, right? Yeah. And the second to die means you don't. It goes right. Mm-hmm. So that means the time that we got to pray is the time that we should be praying, enjoying, and loving life. You know what I'm saying? Because you go like that. You know what I'm saying? And um, to to be here and to know that along the way. We lost so many people, and and for some, 
you know, reason that's above my pay grade to understand God has allowed me to be here. So I feel like a conduit or or a receptor or an antenna, you know what I'm saying, to channel all these people that are not here into into me, into my music. You know what I'm saying? Not not just to to be a person that runs around and, and parades death, but to keep these people that I know that were strong and had their own ideas and beliefs and abilities to do things and they're no longer here. And I'm here and I remember them and they love me and I love them. So in 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 every breath that I draw, you know what I'm saying, I wanna keep them alive. You know what I'm saying? I wanna keep them alive. I wanna keep them present. You know what I'm saying? As I grow and evolve into them. That's you deep. get what I'm saying? That's deep. And I, and, and I appreciate that. And, uh, yeah, man, I remember the accident. Um, yeah, that was a tough one. And uh, definitely, it, it's, it's such a blessing that you're still here. Um, I, I don't know how many times that, like, every time I see you guys and I think of it, like, how much game I've learned from Detroit hip-hop. It's taught me so much in everything that I do and, and how I approach some of this, that, some of this and, like, you know, all the story, all the times with soup, it's, it's always great. That's why when Yo, I get man. you back, we gonna we gonna unpack a and we lot talk, of stuff. And we talked earlier, you know, you down, you down with Mama Shoe. You know yeah, what I'm man. saying? You know, you know, um, the Avalon Village be popping in the in the hood yeah, all man. day long. And you know, um, um, Mama Shoe and uh, Big Roy and Subway Records. You know, that's the label that I'm that I'm on right now to put out this new record, uh, Subway Records, and um, my record label, Proven Records, that I named after Big Proof. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Is responsible for this new record that's getting ready to come out, The Obsidian, the Fallen One. Um, shout out to Big Chris. Um, and um, this project is basically. Um, a culmination of um of of me returning you know what i'm saying of mm -hmm. me coming out of you know what i've been through and, and and me thinking you know what i'm saying um the people that 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 helped me along the way my wife my mama you know what i'm saying you know my family the doctors my grandmama you know what i'm saying you know shit a couple of my homies you know what i'm saying and stuff like that and also to to thank the one true one that brought me out of this god you know what i'm saying like like I couldn't have done this without without That's God in no kind of way. I'm telling you, I'm a strong dude. I'm strong as a motherfucker. Yeah. Like I know it. You know what I'm saying? But this strength was beyond my will to con to to you know push forward. And that's real, bro. You know so. You and know. I'm glad that uh, and we're gonna be pumping it at Detroit is different. Um, and like I say, we bringing you back, and Thank we you. gonna keep rocking. Thank you. The world is mine. All right. Peace be. Detroit is Different is where you get information, artistry, history, music, and even comedy. Detroit is Different, a home for the culture of Detroit. Visit online at DetroitIsDifferent.com today.